The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are going to have an I believe, an interesting show today. We didn't get a chance to promote this, so uh, I'm fairly certain that a lot of the people will hear this after the fact. Uh, But we are going to start to promote it. And, of course, it will be archived at www.exploitedcrimes.com. You can share it. Uh, By the way, you can get an embed code if you want to have all of the shows. And there's well over 60 of them now in archived. And so the idea of having Crimes Against Humanity show is to be able to educate people all over the world for free about a wide variety of subjects related to human exploitation. And so all of those are archived at www.exploitedcrimes.com. Now, you can call into the show. Most people um, are looking at this in an archive because it goes around the world. It goes, I believe, to 170 countries. And uh, I see the stats. And by the way, I get emails from many of you. And I thank you for sending me your thoughts, um, comments, good or bad, whether you like it or not, or you agree or disagree. Uh, I tried to keep the show factual, but this particular show is going to be a very hot topic. And I'm expecting quite a bit of feedback. You can email me at opal at millionkids.org. And of course, I'd encourage you to follow us on Facebook at Million Kids. We are going to talk about a very challenging subject today. Now, usually I deal only in facts, but this is a subject that is going to have a lot of opinion. And you may not agree with my opinion. There are days I don't agree with my opinion (laughs) because of the subject. The subject we're talking about today is the impact of illegal immigration on human trafficking. Now, I often try to stay out of politics because this isn't a political show. I, you know, I don't care which side of the fence you're on, whether you're, you know, you think our our president's a wonderful guy or if you think he's a nut, I don't care. That isn't what this is about. What I'm about is trying to find ways to solve the problem of human exploitation, things like human trafficking, whether it's sex or labor trafficking, or sextortion or child pornography, that is really where my passion is about. But it's an interesting thing because the news is just all over the world. The news is just constantly being uh, thrown at us about all the migration, all the displaced refugees, all the illegal immigration coming up, displaced refugees out of Europe. I mean, you know, some countries are just literally being taken over, countries like Sweden and, and Germany and Italy and France that are, and the UK are just being inundated with foreign nationals, the people of different cultures, uh, different beliefs that are coming to them that have lost everything and they're they're displaced and they're coming to your nation. In our country, in the U.S., 
what is happening is that you are seeing many, many Latin American countries that have, um, you know, on various stages of deterioration where the people are fleeing, if you will, coming to America. Now, I think that we need to first stop and take a look at that situation because these are historic times. You know, uh, it's interesting. I, it's very easy for a person like myself to sit here in superiority. I was born in America. You know, I've had the good life of America. I've always been in a free country where I can make my own decisions. If I don't like how they do it in California, I can move to Arizona. And a lot of people are. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I'm about to address here is the fact that California this week voted to become a, a uh, sanctuary state. That means that they are no longer going to abide by the deportation laws and that they are not going to deport any of the illegal uh, immigrants that are here and they're going to pretend that they're legal and just allow them to stay. It's an interesting thing that happened there because it was voted by the legislative uh, body of California. Nobody allowed the citizens to vote. You know, remember in America, we are we the people. And, you know, interesting enough, nobody got a chance to vote on this as a state. It was decided by the powers up in Sacramento. And it was simply announced. And basically what they have decided to do is just pretend that those laws don't exist. They are selectively deciding which laws to obey and which ones are not. Now, these are people who make laws, okay? (laughs) And they want us to abide by the laws they make, but they're deciding on our behalf that we don't have to abide by some of the laws that they don't want to abide by. And so it is really a historical time in the history of the United States. And this kind of thing is going on in Europe, you know, we, we read about it over here. I can't even imagine what it's like to experience it. But since we have many European listeners, and I and I very much value you, thank you very much for the people that listen to this. But, you know, it's, it's a fascinating thing because all of a sudden these people are being delivered by boat, you know, by train, by bus, by car, by foot, any way they can get there. Now, many of these people live in a land that has just simply come apart. You know, places like Syria and countries in Africa where they're just simply coming apart and they're they're giving this major influx coming through there. And, and in fact, there are historic routes that are being created of, of ways people are coming in. And that's true here in America, too. I mean, you know, I, I know many people who are undocumented. And by the way, I know many really fine, fine people that are undocumented. And I know some that aren't so fine. And, you know, people are people. I think we can't always just group people by, and I always have a a problem with this, like all males are creeps. No, men, men are the key to solving human trafficking. You know, uh, women uh, are generally abused. No, some women are abused and many women are not abused. So I don't think in terms of large scale groups. It is interesting, though, but when you see a country that's totally dismantled, for instance, we had uh, Randy McKinney on here who uh, has taken his mission to Central African Republic because the the uh, country of Central Africa, the republic, is completely dismantled. 
And trust me, I get it. If I was born there, I'd be the first to get out of there. I hear about what's going on in El Salvador and even Guatemala, you know, and you can't even imagine what it's like for those people. So it's very easy for me to sit in America and say, this is mine. I was born here and I'm going to protect it and I get a right to superiority. And, you know, I believe in, in, uh, you know, having the best life I can and too bad about you because you were born in El Salvador. I understand the disparity, the the um, lack of equality in that line of thinking. And I also understand that I can't save the whole world. So which ones do I pick? Um, I think about this because uh, me and kids made the decision a while back to support two kids out of Maysot, which is, and we had a show on Maysot, uh, which is a area out of between Thailand and Burma because what is happening in Thailand and Burma is that people from Burma are trying to escape the political violence there and they're coming into Thailand. They don't want them. And so these people are being forced to live in a dump. And this has been going on many years. And so me and kids said, we can't save everybody, but we're going to sponsor two children out of Mesot. And we have their photos and we're just like, oh my gosh, can you imagine waking up every day and going through the dump as a way to survive? You know, I, I saw an article this week in the Tonle Sap uh, out of Cambodia. Those people are living on a boat that that river rises nine feet every year. They get up every day and the only thing they can do is kill a thousand, kill and gut a thousand fish every day. And you say to yourself, my heck, you know, how do, how do they survive that? They smell like fish all day long, let alone the fact that that's no life. So I get what is driving these people to America or to Europe, okay? And I get that I'm in a position of superiority because I own a home. I have a good life. I got here. This is my nation. So I get that argument. And where I'm going with this is how this illegal immigration is not the issue, is not the answer, because it is literally driving more human trafficking. So it is a complex issue. While I'm talking about it, I want you to know there is a difference between human smuggling and human trafficking, and we're going to be talking about that, and also illegal immigration. Now, some people in America uh, object to using the word illegal immigration. They want us to use undocumented workers. Okay, but it is illegal. They have broken a federal law. They have come in without going through the system. And that is the very thing that is making them vulnerable to coyotes because coyotes know they're helping them to break the law. And if you're going to break a law, it's going to cost you and cost you dearly. And so that will lead to human trafficking in many, many cases. So for us to not call it what it is, they are, in fact, human smuggling is breaking a federal law and bringing people in without going through the normal federal rules by following legal immigration processes. Now, I understand that's not an easy process. I'm not trying to glorify that. I understand that most people who apply for legal immigration can't get in because there's been so many illegal immigrants coming in that they have literally blocked up the pipeline. So we have literally an impossible situation. It is very difficult to get in legally, 
But if you choose to come in illegally, you most likely are going to pay a coyote. And the minute you pay a coyote, there is a high likelihood that you are going to be exploited. And that means that we very likely are going to be dealing with human trafficking. And that's really where I want to go at in this conversation today is how vulnerable these people are what it's like to become a victim of human trafficking as an illegal immigrant. So this is a complicated subject. I appreciate you staying with us. Um, If you want to call in, please do that at 866-472-5788. We're up against a break. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about a very complex and sensitive subject called The Impact of Illegal Immigration on Human Trafficking. So we've been talking about what a complex issue it is, but one of the things that I never hear in the news, and I and I just think that it's a very critical issue on this, and we need to talk about it publicly, and this is risky on my part, but we need to stop and, and think this out. So, you know, you are a young man in El Salvador, Okay, or a young man in Guatemala, 
And, you know, in those countries, you're either going to belong to a gang or you're going to pay a coyote to get out of there. There are very few. It isn't like the Greyhound bus runs from, you know, uh, <laughs> the, from Guatemala City to to uh, San Ysidro. OK, there is no Greyhound bus. The, you know, and it's a mirror. It's amazing to me how nobody talks about this. But the only way out of there is to pay a coyote. Coyotes are not members of the Chamber of Commerce. So in order to get out of one of those situations that is being controlled by the cartel and the gangs is to pay a gang member, a cartel, a coyote, to get up here. So that means you're already negotiating with the coyote. Now, these guys already know your family back home. They know exactly where you come from. So you're leaving, but your family's staying, and they know that you're paying them money. And so you agree to a certain amount of money, but this is not controlled by the FTC. It isn't like there's some sort of contract that says, okay, you give me $5,000, and I'll be nice to you and take care of you and be polite, and we'll do this contract, and then it's over. You know, we're, we're using organized uh, business tactics on unorganized, let's say illegitimate criminal activity. And so it's an interesting thing because you negotiate and you come up here. And, you know, I know several people who have come up from Nicaragua, Guatemala, Honduras, those countries, and they navigate it. And some of these kids are very young kids, okay, that navigate coming across those mountains, coming through Mexico. And I can tell you that Mexico does not welcome Guatemalans going through their city and their countries. They want money, a lot of it. So by the time somebody gets to America, and this is no different than it is in Europe, by the way, crossing those different countries and like that, you're negotiating with cartels and you literally are, you know, and you're not rich. I mean, the one of the reasons you're leaving, uh, Americans have this idea a lot that, well, they just want to get out of here and come have our life. Well, I bet they do. Who wouldn't want to have my life? I'm spoiled rotten. But, you know, in many of those cases, their entire town is controlled by cartel. They have no opportunity for employment. They have no opportunity to send their kid off to school. It is dangerous to send their children to school. In many places, they just come along and behead different people within the community. So there's a lot of violence that they're trying to escape. So they come up here. And they're, they're paying and they're traveling with somebody they owe money to. And they go through several levels of that. I mean, there's money all along the way. You know, you need money for to get on that private bus and you need money to cross this border and they, you need money to hide you out. And then you get here. Now, keep in mind, these people know your family back home and they're, and whoever you're being turned over to, you're having to trust them. And they know people who know your family back home. So you get to America, okay? And I'm not defending this. What I want you to understand is how vulnerable you are to becoming a victim of human trafficking and why you won't report and what's about to happen to you. And so you get here, and so you have this displaced and relocated people that are paying a horrendous price to get here, a price of security and safety, and a price also because of the security and safety of their family back home. Because what is happening here is that they have very little ability 
for not only opportunity, but for safety. And even if they're here in America, their family back home is not safe. So what we're doing is relocating the problem, okay? They have violence, they have trafficking, they have forced prostitution in those countries, and it is being controlled by the cartel. And, you know, we see attempts to try to to, uh, put government back into some of these countries And, you know, they are literally having cartel wars throughout Mexico once you've lost control of a country. And this is what is worrisome for America. I have long believed that America is as great a country as it is because of the fact that in the 20s and 30s, we took on the mafia. Now, I'm not going to say that there isn't corruption in America, (laughs) I have to just watch the news, you know, but... I'm saying that we do have law and order. We have the rule of law and we have respect for law enforcement. That's lost in countries like Mexico and and uh, El Salvador. You know, to be a law enforcement officer is dangerous as heck. It's getting pretty dangerous here in America. And that is one of the things that concerns me when a state says we're going to pick and choose what laws we're going to ask our people to obey. Because once you start disobeying laws and deciding some don't have to be followed and some do, it becomes chaotic. You know, and and then you you say to people, well, which ones do you have to obey and which ones you don't? Because no longer are laws laws. And so it's a it's a problem there. On top of that, one of the things that is going on with these people migrating up here is you're developing something called debt bondage. And, you know, we all want to look the other way. It's amazing to me how. For years, these people have been crossing the border, and we all act like that now that they're here, they're safe, it's over, you know, they get the American dream, and it all goes good. No, we don't see busloads of coyotes going home, and what we do see is increased gangs in our community and increased human trafficking, which is what we're talking about. We have relocated the crime from Central America to our own communities now. And so literally what is happening here is that that we are allowing in, along with the very good people, and they are good people, we are allowing in people that literally are preying on their own people in our community. And that is a challenge, okay? Because what we're now seeing is increase of human trafficking in our own community. And that will often involve our own people. So coming in across the borders illegally are good people. And then there are people that they're traveling with. And I want to talk about debt bondage because we all act like once they get here, it's all over. You know, we can put them in the system. We're going to give them some income. We're going to give them education. And we're going to take care of them. These people owe a coyote money. And as I've said before, coyotes are not members of the Chamber of Commerce. So I want you to think about the flow of money because how do cartels get big? They send out thousands and thousands and thousands of people to recruit thousands of people to prey on other people and take their money. It is all about money laundering and the flow of money, which is 
how we get into human trafficking. Because every time they collect mo- a coyote collects money, trust me, that coyote is not putting that money in his pocket. He is part of a cartel. If he puts it in his pocket, he'll have his throat slit like everybody else. Okay, And so that money is going to build the cartel that is getting bigger and bigger and richer and richer. And all the time, our law enforcement is not being as well funded. So the money is moving out of our country and moving into embellishing the bad guy while we're refusing to support our own law enforcement and providing them with the money and technology they need to keep our kids safe. So along with this, I want to have a conversation. Those of you who have followed me for a long time know that I often talk about MS-13 because they are, in fact, a typical example of it. I just reached over, if you're wondering where I went, to get my MS-13 Uh, statistics. And I do a massive amount of research for these things. Sometimes I over-research, and I have, in this case, I have piles of it here. But it's interesting, in an 18-month investigation, they've done now thousands of raids across America to take on MS-13. That's Mars Salvatrucha. And they are the largest transnational gang. They are a transnational gang. They were called transnational by the U.S. Treasury Department because of the amount of money they are making in America and moving out to their foreign land, which happens to be El Salvador. Now, in America, they, they believe there's about 10,000 or 30,000 members around the world. And by the way, they've moved into Australia. I saw some cases there in Australia. They're moving into Europe. You know, so this is not just a U.S. uh, problem. There's about 10,000 in the United States. They are known for all their nasty, nasty tattoos and their level of violence and also for literally their extortion of, of foreign nationals. So what we have done is packaged the problem from El Salvador to America and then using our own people here and also the foreign nationals who have come in illegally and they are generating capital to embellish and make MS-13 bigger. They recently did these raids over in uh, L.A. that I'm going to share with you. I'm probably going to end up going into the next section. But in this recent raid that they just had, they had 267 arrests. 53 were from El Salvador. Only 16 were citizens of the U.S. 198 of them were foreign nationals. Only five of the foreign nationals were legal. 64 of them had crossed the border as unaccompanied minors. Now, this is something I have been saying for a long time, that we are talking about that the MS-13 is bringing their children in, people 14 to 17, and in El Salvador at 14, you can shoot an AK-47. And they have been coming in, not under the DACA program, but under the unaccompanied minor program. And there is a difference in that. They are known for their brutality. Their motto is kill, rape, and control. And they're known for targeting kids in schools, drugs, murder, rape, prostitution, robbery, home invasions, kidnapping, carjacking, auto thefts, and sex trafficking. Now, that sounds like something we want to import into our country, okay? And they are preying on our kids and their kids, and that money is going back so they get bigger in their home country. We are up against a break. I'm running out of time. We may have to do two shows on this. So stay with us. We'll be right back. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com seduced the grooming of america's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in america three out of four victims are u.s citizens most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the internet sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo sometimes it's catastrophic Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I am Opal Singleton. I am your host. Uh, I am the president and CEO of Million Kids. That is M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids. I'd highly recommend that you go to Facebook and log on to Million Kids and follow it. Uh, just hit like and follow it. We really, really appreciate it. By the way, there are 60 hours of free human trafficking training, including this show, archived at www.exploited.com. ExploitedCrimes.com, and uh, I would encourage you to go on and look at other shows. They're all titled uh, they, so that you can see what they're at. You can share those. You can store them. Uh, you can even get an embed code and put the entire uh, show on your site and rebroadcast it if you want to do that, and we appreciate the people that do that. I see the statistics of who's watching or listening, and uh, by the way, I do radio because I look better on radio. 
<laughs> anyway, all these hours of research are taking its toll. But anyway, uh, you can do that, okay? We are talking about the impact of illegal immigration. Now, the biggest one is MS-13. I wanted to point out a couple of things. that Human trafficking is used for money laundering. So, you know, one of the things that I really want to make a point here is that this is how we are building the cartels, literally, by allowing illegal immigration and not defining our borders and following the rule of law. And that really is the challenge. I don't think anyone disagrees with the idea that these people are in danger and that they need to escape. I don't think anyone disagrees with that, but there doesn't seem to be an appropriate route to be able to accommodate it because what is happening is once they leave there, they owe money to the trafficker they're they're traveling with and, you know, they get here and that money is going back to the cartel, which is getting bigger, which is creating more coyotes, which is creating more traffic for people who are being exploited. On top of it, we are creating the next generation of traffickers, and nobody talks about that uh, because, you know, as they get here, then they start recruiting these young kids. And so literally what we're doing is moving the cartel activity from El Salvador, from Mexico, from Honduras, uh, from Guatemala, and we're moving it into our own communities where our children then become the victims. And so we don't, nobody seems to want to follow the chain of evidence of what is going on there. We all, you know, I listen to the news, which is disgusting, the news anymore (laughs) in America is just sad, sad, sad. But anyway, you listen to the news and nobody talks about the fact that we are creating an entire industry that are being allowed to prey on our children. And so we have debt bondage. In other words, they pay money to get up here. And then once they're here, they're charged more money. I was just talking to an individual that went through that process. And I don't don't want to name names here, but, you know, he was charged there. He was charged again in Mexico. Uh, You know, his family is being hit up for money. And then once he gets here, they want another 5,000. And, uh, you know, 5,000. I mean, this, this is a person from a foreign land that $5,000 is a lifetime supply. And then on top of it, you know, you get the family to pay it, but they're not going to walk away. They know your money source. Who are you going to, you know, you're being extorted. Who are you going to call? And that is one of the problems of being an illegal immigrant. You're not going to tell Catholic charities, hey, I'm being extorted. You want to stay in America. And so you're going to go through the process and keep your mouth shut. But you are being extorted. Furthermore, your family back home is being extorted and and being threatened and being raped. And, and by the way, now you can watch it by live streaming. So this is only going to get worse because of technology, because you will be able to experience the extortion and the torture back home while you're on the land here in America, where you have the heat on you to come up with more money and you're here illegally and you don't have a way to get it. And so this is a cycle that we seem to be living some naive thought process. You know, it, I know I'm being crazy, but it's almost like we all want to believe they arrive by Greyhound bus and they get to be moved into a Holiday Inn. And now we're going to give them subsidies and everybody's happy. 
that is not happening. And, and I want to give you some cases here about how bad this gets. One of them, I'm talking about MS-13. Here's a case that took place in 2012, but is just now coming to court. And it, you know, here's a good example of what happened. This guy was by the name of Rancis Amaya. He was 24. He was known as Murder and Blue. He got sentenced to 50 years, okay? Now, but here's, you know, my, the reason why I'm picking an older case is I want you to see this is not new. It is escalating. It is getting farther spread. It is involving more victims, but it is not new. We knew of this case in 2012. That is five years ago. His name was Murder. His real name is uh, Amaya. He killed the hopes and dreams of teenage girls whom he systematically and sadistically victimized. He told the girls that he owned them, that he would hurt their loved ones if they didn't comply. They always go for the family, okay? And these people feel absolutely obligated to to protect their family because they're not legal or they're under control back home. They were his sex slaves, and that slavery goes to the heart of the heinous crime of sex trafficking. The girls were tra- have traumatic stars that will last a lifetime. He joined forces with MS-13, who was already in the business of prostituting underage girls. So, I mean, they're already here. They're already functioning. This happens to be in Virginia, by the way. They're already here. They're already functioning. And now they recruit him as he's come in. He got a violent reputation to ensure sex customers paid for the cash, paid for the sex, and did not lure the underage victim away. So, do you get what I just said here? You think that illegal immigration isn't going to affect you? If you're going out there buying sex from one of these people, you are doing business with these people yourself. And by the way, they're not going to let you walk away. This is about making money any way they can. He used his MS-13 contacts to find sex customers who would offer free sex with the victim and then cut uh, and a cut of the profits for any gang member who provided customers or underage girls. Okay. His co-conspirators sought out illegal aliens, hello, as customers because they believed illegal aliens were unlikely to call the police. So we have this underground activity taking place on American soil. He would hand his phone number out to construction sites and convenience stores frequented by day laborers from Latin America. So what they're doing is preying on illegal aliens, getting them to buy sex. These girls were forced to have sex at least 10 times a day. All of that money is going back to the cartel who is funding more illegal aliens coming up here to prey on U.S. citizens out here. And you need to understand they're they're marrying into our culture. I don't want to use the term marrying, although you are seeing that, okay? But they are merging into our culture. The evidence showed that he prostituted five victims who were between the ages of 14 and 17. The jury heard that using underage girls had two advantages. Customers preferred the young girls, and he found them easier to manipulate and control and recruit. In addition, there's always the implicit threat of violence. As the victims knew, he was MS-13, and he carried a machete, his weapon of choice. Okay, They paid about 120 bucks for 20 minutes. So this gets even crazier because just this last year in 
August, I have a case, July, where 10 MS gang members took turns stabbing a 15-year-old Demarius Reyes Rebus with knives and wooden stakes. So what they have done is recruited a local girl. She is uh, Hispanic in nature and ethnicity. She happened to be involved with dating an MS-13 guy. So how does all this happen? Well, what happened was they took turns stabbing her. They stripped her naked and took turns stabbing her with a knife and also with a pointed stick. And these were gang leaders from El Salvador. She was killed in a public park and buried under railroad tracks. It was orchestrated by a 17-year-old that would be someone who is in the unencompanied minor program. She was forced to take off her clothes. There, there's an article here right now in February about how MS-13 is leading to the disappearance of a lot of young girls in Maryland. And on top of it, MS-13 is highly involved in the opiate and drug trade. So all of this is happening and happening in our community. So how do, how do we sort through how this happens? Because in some cases, it's happening because illegal migrants are preyed on. And in other cases, the illegal migrant is the victim. And in many of these cases, the illegal migrant is the victim. I want to address that because just this week, there was a case uh, that where a fifth person was uh, charged in something called the Guatemalan miners egg farm trafficking issue. And what happened here is that this was in Ohio and they preyed on the unaccompanied minor program. They would literally recruit these kids in knowing that they were easy to get in under the unaccompanied minor program while that was going on. And what they would do is lure these kids up to a place in Ohio called Trillium Farms. And these kids thought they were going to go to school now, keep in mind, they're, they're illegal, but they were brought in. They paid the money. They thought they were going to go to school, and they thought they were going to get part-time jobs. And so these kids were put out on a chicken farm and forced to live in old beat-up trailers, work in the chicken farm, de-beak the chickens all day long. This is called labor trafficking. So what you have here are the cartels who are deliberately recruiting minors to get them in the unaccompanied minor program. Once they're here, they're preying on those minors. They trick them in there. They're preying on their families back home because who, I mean, their families must be worried sick about them, okay? They're preying on the people back home. They're preying on the kids here. And it's all because they're undocumented and they know they can take advantage of them. They weren't paid and they were treated horribly, they were terribly physically abused. This is called sex trafficking of illegal immigrants in the United States, and it's being run by people who are part of a cartel. We are up against a break. I want to come right back. We're on a roll. We're going to come deep into what happens to these people when they get here. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. I'm Opal Singleton. We are talking about the impact of illegal immigration and human trafficking. And uh, I may do another show about this, I'm not sure, but this is really a fascinating thing to me because there are no good answers. You know, I'm not here to chide anybody one way or the other. I, like you, am living the American dream and trying to understand this. I know many illegal immigrants. And, I, I, you know, you say, well, that's not a good term. Call them undocumented. No, it is an illegal immigrant. They, there are federal laws. And I believe that once you start denying laws, such as California has just chosen to do, you lose law and order. You lose the sanctity of being a sovereign nation. Nations have laws, and if they're not, if they're broken, they need to be called what it is. Now, that doesn't make the people that are breaking the laws all bad people. I know many of these people, and they are desperate people, people who need to be able to do something about their life. And I can very well believe that if I were living in one of those towns in Guatemala or Mexico, I'd be the first one to pay a coyote and get up here. I get that. However, they're extremely violated, and what we are doing is because we're ignoring the laws, we are allowing, we are literally building a mega billion enterprise in the name of human smuggling and extortion of families that is now being run through social media in multiple countries, and we are making the cartel richer while we are putting our own children at stake. And we need to stop and pay attention to that. Now, I want to give you some cases here of just how crazy this gets. Before I do that, I have it on my heart. I want to share a story that I heard this last couple months without identifying the victim. But this happens to be a male. And males, you you know, we want to pretend that all males are, are you know, not victimized. They are severely victimized in human trafficking. 
This happens to be a male from a Latin America country who's been in America a long time. His family, his wife, his children are in the foreign country. I'm not even going to find the country, identify the country. And, you know, he makes money up here gardening. I'm certain that he probably is not legal. But he had sent that money back home to try to be able to get his wife and family uh, in a place where his children could get an education and he could protect his mother and have some safety. And it was in a bank. These are legitimate people, okay? And that money was in a bank when suddenly a family member was, uh, they came and crashed into her house with guns, demanded that she go to the bank and withdraw that money and give it to the cartel. So that what's that tell you? That someone in the bank belongs to the cartel and is giving the balances to the bank. Okay, so their life savings is now gone and they are starting all over in poverty because they're aware that even though he didn't owe any money to a coyote at all, had been up here for a long time, that they keep track of those bank balances that are are happening. So, you know, how do you fix the system? Well, the only way to fix the system is to beat the cartel. And, you know, what we're doing right now is funding the cartel and and putting our own children at risk. And so this is a challenge. Well, here's a case. It was the Cholos gang out of Texas. This case was this year. And they had arrested 22 members were charged with Cholos gang, C-H-O-L-O-S, Cholos gang. That was the name of the gang. That is not a slang term there. I already know about that. The charges are sex trafficking, sex trafficking of a minor, meaning, what did I just say there? That they literally are sex trafficking kids, you know? Human smuggling, drug dealing, conspiracy, transporting, transportation to engage in prostitution, transportation of illegal aliens, illegal dealing of firearms, that means they were controlling them with guns, and aggregated, I, aggravated identity theft, possession with intent to distribute heroin and meth. So what are they doing? This is a gang that is using kids that, for sex using it to sell drugs. And that is one of the things that FBI Comey, before he stepped aside, was saying that we are seeing a major opium and heroin and meth influx because these people, one of the ways they can make money is either cultivate pot in many of these places that we're seeing uh, and also, you know, selling heroin, giving it away so our kids get hooked on it or giving away the meth so they get hooked on it. They targeted undocumented immigrants and forced them into commercial sex in both Texas and Mexico, promised the victims they could pay off their debt, remember debt bondage, to the coyote by working in restaurants. So what's happening here? They're going down to Mexico and they're telling people, hey, you can get in quick while the border's still open before they build a wall. We'll get you in there. We'll get you a job in a restaurant. Just pay us $5,000. If you don't have it, sign right here. And so they literally were, these kids were tattooed with brands, you know, if they didn't meet their sex income quota, their families were threatened. The total of 13 victims were located at brothels. One was only a 14-year-old girl. Can you imagine? 
Can you imagine? 16 additional migrants were found in another stash house. By the way, they brought in two Chinese foreign nationals who paid $40,000 to these coyotes to be smuggled in. We think it's only going to be Latin American. Mexicans know there was also one from Dominican Republic. It's fascinating theory because, you know, this is serious business. I want to, before I close, read you a case that came out of Utah. This is a man. We do, we have a tendency to forget that these many of these men are, are trafficked. He said the soft-spoken Salvadoran man bears no resemblance to the images of human trafficking victims of young girls whose faces are put on billboards. They're absolutely right. We never put a male migrant from El Salvador on a billboard, do we? His jeans hide a cigarette burn on his thighs and a jagged scar that runs up his shin. It's a reminder, he said, when he escaped a remote ranch in Texas where he was held captive by a group of four human traffickers. This this follows right along the stories that I hear when I talk to many of these people that, that owe money to coyotes. He said he was forced to work without pay for five months picking vegetables at gunpoint. He was beaten and raped and burned with cigarettes. You had to do what they said or they would kill you, and they threatened to kill their family back home. They treated us like animals after five months. Five months he escaped. We're seeing an increase of male victims in human trafficking. It's a trend that isn't going to slow down. So what I hope that I have done today is paint a picture to you that this is a complex issue. You know, do we need to be a sovereign nation? Yes. But I don't have real answers. What I do know is many of these people are very good people and no human being ought to be labor or sex exploited. It is horrendous and they need help and they need they need resources in there. Male or female, child or adult, nobody should be exploited. I get it that they want to come up here. But illegal immigration is not the answer. Illegal immigration is funding more illegal immigration, which is funding more human trafficking, which is funding more exploitation. And having states like California decide that they are going to pick and choose which laws to abide by is also not a solution. We must develop laws and protect our country. We must do that. But we also must seek ways to have humanitarian efforts somehow to be able to take this on. Just transporting human exploitation from El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala into Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Dallas, and yes, even small towns like Joplin, Missouri is not going to fix the problem. That is looking the other way, and it's going the exact opposite way. I'd ask you to pray about this issue with me this week. Share this show with everyone that you know, and I hope that you will write to me at Opal at Me and Kids. Follow Me and Kids on Facebook, and we will see you next week. Have a great week, folks. Happy New Year. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week. 